All right, you guys, I'm so excited for this conversation. I have a, an amazing woman that owns a business that has so much positivity and purpose behind what she does. I am bringing on, I'm going to be interviewing Shanda Sumpter, and she is the owner of Hardcore Business. Let me read out her formal bio. Uh, Shanda Sumpter is a dynamic speaker, a trainer, renowned business coach. She's a wife and a mom with plenty of time for family, self-development, and rest. Yet there was a time when she only had $500 to her name. It was either time to find the right mentor or move back to home to her parents in Canada. So she hired the right mentor and got to work. Today, she is the queen visionary of Heartcore Business, giving entrepreneurs the systems they need to transform their financial lives and the world. All through the same step-by-step -step system she is using daily to grow nearly eight figures in revenue. I mean, first off, thank you for being on here. And like, it's an honor for, for you to be able to teach us and for us to hear um, your story. So can you, like, that's, that's a lot. Can you kind of uh, give us a little bit more about who you are and your heart and how the passion came yeah. to be. Yeah. Well, um, so I would say first and foremost, um, you know, I'm still figuring it out. <laughs> I'm still, aren't we I, all, <laughs> I really am still figuring it out. Like it's, um, the only part that I have a firm grip on is that I have a great relationship with God and really learning his character right now. And that's, that's probably the place that I feel most certain and secure in my life. Um, and in business, it's still amazing to me that we've been able to build what we've built. And I am not kidding you, Christy, like every single week, uh, every single week, I have something that I am contending with on learning in my education as a CEO. So like currently, um, you know, the climate that we're in and we'll, we'll probably get a lot more turbulent over the next, you know, six months. Um, I think we got a two-year stretch in front of us that is going to be really interesting. And, um, you know, it's really important to be mentally, have the mental endurance to go through it, right? And as I'm looking at that, like even looking at growing our company, I'm looking at um, how do I stay positive? How do I not allow fear to take me out anywhere, uh, managing the influx of information coming into me. And then how do I motivate my team to like, to reach like epic numbers that we've never hit before. And all of that is like, try something and fail, try something and fail. And then all of a sudden, like even this morning, I was like, oh, like, what if I do this with my sales team and they hit these numbers and they get this type of override and give them higher commissions if they go, if they hit higher numbers, which means that I'm paying like serious amounts of money out. But then you go, you go what I'm saying? Like, yes, excuse well, me. You're it's fine. Like, you're fine. It's like finding like these new ways to reinvent myself, which was, it's always been in you and I to live like that. But like, now there's no place for complacency of like, of, of this conversation of, of, um, Let's see. Now it's like we have to succeed now. Well, let me let me let me stop and say a couple things. So if you're listening to this, um, to give you guys context, it's June of 2020. So we're in the middle of COVID-19. Yep. Um, depending on where you're at in the country, you, you might be opened up. People are, you know, start. But if, if you're an entrepreneur listening to this, like this will definitely hit home with you because she is a well-known and decorated entrepreneur. But this actually that we're talking about the, the power of influence in your mind with positivity, whether you're an entrepreneur or whether you're, um, 
you're not and you work for someone else or you're, uh, you're right now your role is to be a stay-at-home mom or a dad or whatever it is, like this conversation that we're having and everything that you're saying is applicable. Oh, it is because, well, because if you think about it, okay. So if you're, if you work for someone, then like, I'll tell you a, a bird's eye view from the CEO, I'm looking at people inside my company and seeing who are the leaders that have the best attitudes that I can trust that can weather the storm. When, when people are complaining about what's not working, I have a red flag up because I, I, I have to worry about that person. Yep. Do you know what I mean? So just know that. So, so the positivity piece is so critical for even being able to keep your job moving into the world that we're moving into right now. Then flip side, if you're like a stay at home mom or parent, you've got somebody in your household that is either working, either going to get laid off, could have a job for the next couple of years and weather the storm, or is like, we're talking real times here, Christy. You know what I mean? That's what I love about your, about your podcast. Cause we're talking about real times here. Like it's one thing to talk about rah, 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 positive thinking, but like your character is demonstrated when things get tough and we are in a recession right now and people don't know it because so much money has been influxed into the economy pumped and, in. and yeah. you know, we are walking into a depression and I've never lived through a depression. And I know this is about positive thinking and I know this is about influencing your mind. And so let's be, let's look at really what's in front of us and go, how do we get ahead of the game? How do we get ahead of the game that's in front of us right now so that we can actually like success loves preparation. So you could like, I have employees that I've employed right now that we actually need to let go. And I love her, but I don't have a job for her, but I I tossed and turned all last night because her husband has taken a pay cut. And right now she's working a virtual event that we have going on online right now. And, um, and I paid for her nanny cause they can't afford their nanny anymore. So I know if I have to lay her off, which I do like, re, like I must lay her off. And so I'm actually looking at, and most employers will not do this. I am looking at how can I incentivize my sales team so that I can find a way to find another job for her inside the company. And, and I, and so that's, it takes a lot of influencing my mind. Like I, there's zero part of me that's in a, a fear state right now. So let me just preface it with, with that. Um, there is more abundance that happens in a recession than most people know. It's the fear that takes people out of the abundance. So you don't want to be with the herd that pulls back because a big herd is going to pull back. You don't want to be with that herd. Do you want to, you want to mentally look for what is the silver lining and what's the opportunity. So even like stay at home parents can do things where they can help people in the community to influence the neighborhood to be uplifted like street barbecues or you know what I mean? Like find ways to increase the morale of your neighborhood. So it stays tighter. Like, so this is the type of mindset and leadership that we are requiring. It's you cannot be complacent and just take care of yourself or just, you know, you know, just sit there and, and write positive, you know, affirmations down, it's time for you to take those positive affirmations and put them into action. Look at who can you influence around you in your neighborhood, in your house and yourself so that you're putting the mask over you. And then you're putting on the mask around everybody else around you to keep everybody safe at the same time. 
I mean, you guys, I don't realize it, if you know how many amazing nuggets were there. So the one thing, the word that I, I wrote down over and over and over was complacency. I think that complacency is something that we're designed to do. Like we're creatures of habit. We're, we're creatures of safety. And I think the biggest thing that's being challenged right here is we don't feel safe. So fear is yeah. elevated. So a lot of times like our, like, what do we do when we want to feel safe? We want to like put it, get ducking in a ball and like someone else save us, someone else help us. And what it takes is being that leader. If you're listening to this and it's a leader in your home, a leader within your walls, a leader within your community, a leader in your company, a leader on your sales team, whatever it is, and, and making those steps and really being the positive change because it's in those hard times. It's in those things that we are force change and asking ourselves, why is this happening? Like this is, this sucks. Like that you actually, instead of asking why, instead shift it, shift that mindset and say, what am I being asked to learn? So you, I feel like are someone that, that can speak on this because you have gone through a lot. So how going through a lot, how have you used that for someone that is up against complacency. They want to just be complacency. They, they want to be complacent. They want to just keep their health where it's at. They want to just like got like coast through. Like how, how would you say, can you give me three tips on someone that is wanting to be complacent, is fearful, is not wanting to move? Like how do you influence your mind with positivity leading daily? Well, so first of all, I think every single leader on the planet, every single human being on the planet gets complacent. And we know when we're complacent because typically we have enough space to be able to judge or make somebody else's life miserable that we're maybe riding or being hard on because of the fact that we're not on, on our own purpose in this moment. So I would say the first thing that you need to think about when you're looking at eliminating complacency in your life is to look at, am I, am I, do I have enough time in my day to ride my husband, to ride my sister, to complain about the work that I'm doing in the world right now? Do I have enough time to be in a conversation that is outside of the mission that I should be working right now? You know what I'm saying? So you only have so much time in a day. And so during the day, are you focused? Are you literally focused on driving a mission that's creating a movement in the world. Like, are you being instrumental to other people? Because when you're truly leaning into something and committed to something, you don't have time to worry about what everybody else is doing. So that's hey, first of all. the men. Yeah. yeah you have but to let me, let me ask you this, like for someone that's listening, because I think that what you said is, is huge. And that goes to me, like it, it speaks to me is that's purpose, right? That's our purpose that we, I think we all have like an energy about us and an internal driver. That's like, this is our mission. This is our calling. Like, what if someone that's listening, that's like, I don't feel like I know what that is. What would you say? Uh, your purpose is the thing that you're focused on right now. So everybody, like there's more, uh, there's more women and, and, and men that are missing out on love right now because they still think they need to go find significance in the world before they can actually get married, have children and, you know, attract the love of your, their life. There's more people chasing significance because that's what they think purpose is. And your purpose is actually, what are you doing right now? The way you, I love Jesse Itzler's post the other day that I saw, it's like, the way you work out <laughs> is the way that you do your business or your career or anything in life. Like it, the, so your purpose is showing up a hundred percent to whatever it is that you're working on right now, right? Like that's your purpose. Like your purpose is serving other people. Your purpose is being a good person. Your purpose is being a hundred percent all in. And what we do is we spend, we waste so much time 
searching for this thing called a purpose and your purpose is the thing you're doing today. It's like, are you reading a book? That's purposeful. Are you parenting your children? That's purposeful. Like when you get that you matter, when you get that you matter so much that everything you're doing has a purpose, then you realize that it's like you have these moments. You know what life is? It's a moment of things. It's, it's a series of moments of things that come together. And when you spend more time being self-absorbed about what is my purpose and somehow you deserve to know or you deserve better or you're when you're in that conversation, you're in this you're in this self-centered conversation that just has you miss out on all these miracles that are coming together, trying to come together in your life. So I just want to urge people to really realize that, you know, your purpose is what you're working on right now. Like if you're being a friend, that's purposeful. If you're like, if you've got a career and you show up to work and you're like, oh, gosh, I'm tired. I stayed up last night drinking a little bit too much wine. Well, then you're off purpose. And you're not getting that your purpose is being 100% in to what you're doing. So you got to ask yourself, am I doing my day? Am I doing my day at a 10? Because you're on purpose every single day. Am I doing it at a 10? You know, and that's the question that I have to ask myself all the time, because I don't know about you, Christy, but like for me, my focus is how do I get myself to show up more? With whatever we're doing, right? What it's if it's talking to our our someone that we're in a relationship with, if it's being in a business meeting, if it's talking to our children, if it's, you know, changing a product on a, on a, or a course on something that we're launching. Like I actually grade myself. It's interesting that you say all this. Like I grade myself weekly, think about it daily, but every week I grade myself on these things, energy, like where was my energy wellness? Like whole overall was my wellness. And that backs into how much am I sleeping? How did I eat? Those kind of things. Purpose productivity, yeah. how productive I was and all this plays together, right? Like productivity. Like if you're not getting enough sleep and your wellness is, is, is slacking, like your productivity is going to go down. How courageous was I? I think it's easier for us, like depending on our upbringing and our experiences, some people, leaders have a tendency to be more courageous. So I think by asking yourself, how courageous am I? It gives us the ability to give ourselves permission to be more courageous, to be bolder. And then the last thing I ask is how present, because if you're not being like present, you're not able to fully approach those purposes. And I love, love, love your answer on purpose. Like, I don't think that I've ever really heard someone explain it that way. I think that's super powerful. So positivity can just be filling your mind daily with that purpose, being aware of it, knowing that you matter. That's like the biggest thing, right? Mindset is huge. Yeah. I just, I, I see, um, you know, being in my forties, I see so many, um, so many of my powerhouse women, uh, friends out there like want like missing out on having children because they're still looking looking for their purpose or their self-worth they're cleaning up their life and I'm like listen you guys like you know you don't have to hold back your life because you're looking for your purpose I mean it is the thing you're doing right now you know unless you're deep into drugs or alcohol and even then so like some of the best stories I hear from the stage are the people who have overcome those challenges you know what I mean? So we're all dealt with our bags and our addictions and the things that, um, you know, whether it's divorce or whether it's um, you, dr you drank too much or you got caught up in drugs or you're a workaholic or like everybody's got their Something. journey. 
and the road yep. has never been straight for anybody that I know. In fact, if somebody sits there and tells me, oh my gosh, like I have nothing to fix in my life. I've just been so blessed. I'm like, either you have not risked on a really big level, which I guess is your choice. Um, but I don't think that that's very courageous or you're not being honest and you're wearing a mask and you're too afraid to let people see the messiness that's really behind the complacency in your life somewhere. Right. And, and I so, think, yeah, go I, mean, ahead. I, I think it's those things, right. That, that gives us those, those hard things. Like you said, the biggest messages you see on stage are the ones of, uh, had a huge setback overcoming. Yeah, overcoming. I think it's those things of feeling them deep at our core that give us the sail in our winds that we're meant to be given on yeah, a purpose. I, I think it was Tony Robbins. It was Tony Robbins recently that said, um, you know, he kind of, he had a tough childhood growing up and, you know, he said, if I would have gotten the mom I wished for, I wouldn't be the man that I am. I love that. And that's that. powerful that's when you really, if you can let that in, whatever you're struggling with today, it's molding you. And so it's either going to beat you and that has everything to do with what you're saying in your head about that situation. Are you get, are you looking at it? Like this is making me a diamond today. Like this is making me a diamond. Like this is, this challenge is connecting to more money, more freedom, more love, better relationships. Like, it's like, you know what I mean? Like if you can look at it like that, cause that's what it, it has the potential of doing. I mean, I don't know about you, but every relationship gone bad for me led me to a better relationship next. It's just, you get smarter. You get more clear about what you want when you know what you don't want. And it's been the same in my money journey. It's been the same in my parenting journey. It's been the same in my friendships. Like my friendships have gotten better. You know, it's just, we get, we gain more wisdom, but there is a group of people who allow themselves to become some level of victim. And, and every one of us have, has experienced a victim mindset. It's the moment that we thought we weren't getting what we deserve. Like we, that's when we gave our power away. Right. And, and we we've all, we've, yeah. And we've all we've, been there in moments. We've all like, all of us. we've all given it away <laughs> multiple times. And so let's not make anything up about whether that's good or bad, but it's like, if you stay there, then you don't become the diamond. Right. So, so now it's up to, it's up to you because every, every great success story has, it's like the bumpiest, most pothole filled road. Those are the greatest success stories. So if you're going through a hardship in your life right now, you are blessed. How quickly can your character shift into becoming a diamond? Like how quickly can you do that? And that's, that's the head game. It's all the head game. We are going to take a quick little break to hear a word from our sponsor. This podcast is brought to you by startplanner.com, your tool for a more organized life. Featured in Forbes, Entrepreneur, and Inc.com, Start Planner was created to meet the demands of today's busy lifestyle, helping you to plan, execute, and organize every aspect of your life in one concise system. Align schedules, to-dos, finances, health, wellness, goal setting, and clear action steps to all work together and drive results. Learn more at startplanner.com. Wouldn't you say the older we get, the more experiences we have, the harder the head game gets? 
the harder, like meaning the more experiences that we have, I think in some ways you're saying the older I get, the more, the stronger I get. But wouldn't you also say the older you get also like the more, maybe you try to protect yourself or, you know, what could go wrong, right? It could go either way. And I think that's, what's amazing about your podcast, because, you know, you asked me for three things and, and the first one would be identifying if you really are, you know, on your, on a mission and you're being purposeful in everything you do and you're hundred percent leaning in. The second thing I would say is, you know, this conversation where it's like, are you choosing to win? Oh, right. Because, yeah. you know, um, for sure, like the, this is what's very unique about your conversation, because if you, t- if you frame a hard moment that makes you cautious, you and I are both biblical in the Bible. It says, it literally says that logic does not belong, right? Like logic is not, it, logic is not going to help you it doesn't leave space for a supernatural miracle. It doesn't leave space for more love. It creates more boundaries. Boundaries are designed to keep things out. You need boundaries if you need to keep yourself safe. Right? So that's why whenever I'm in a conversation of a boundary, which thankfully the way I frame things, I don't get into boundaries. I actually, am so, uh, last year, I made a commitment to try and fail 19 times for 2019 and I never made it, Christy. I never made it. It was harder to fail than I thought because I was, I had unconscious boundaries to keep myself safe. In other words, the way I started something, I started most things with already a clear understanding of how I could get to the finish line. So I actually started my goals safe. So I never needed a boundary. <laughs> so I I did That's wisdom, right? That's wisdom. I manipulated it a little bit, but like when I committed to actually failing Christy, I threw, I threw out all of that and actually provided the opportunity for, uh, for failure to happen quicker. And so my commitment, and that changed everything for me, my commitment, even hiring people inside of our company or, uh, becoming friends or partners or business partners or anything with anybody, I just do it really fast. And the wisdom comes into let's have a 90 day trial. Right. But I go all in and I allow my heart to be hurt. I allow embarrassment to happen. I allow all that to be because I'm not my results. So the second thing is, is can you choose success? Can you choose to win? Which means you have to play the head game differently, which what is your focus? Is your focus to protect yourself? Well, then you're going to live a limited life. No question. It doesn't mean you're not going to live a great life. It just means you're going to live a limited life. I want to see what I can create. I want to see how unlimited I can get, which means that I have to unhook from hurt a lot quicker. Like, I don't even think you understand the context of this conversation and the the things that I'm currently transitioning in my life and and taking steps on and holding back on. and, And I really have come to this realization this last week, like the only way I know, the only way to be met, the only way to be like, to be all in is to let go of the fear of failure, let go, like literally what you're saying. And it's true. Like you might get hurt. You might fail. You might get embarrassed. People might judge. People might think who cares? Like if you're leading with your heart and you're doing that thing with your heart and not with the logic backing up to what you said, then you're authentically being you. Right. Yeah. And I manage all that. Like when I hire, like when I hire people inside of our company, which is just everybody put that into your own world. When I do something that 
that makes that creates a mistake, like hiring the wrong person like three times over. Do you know what I'm saying? Or two times right. over. Um, right. And having to fire them. And I build them up inside the company. And then I'm like, oh, we're letting them go. And they're like, what? I'm confused. Like, are you bipolar, Shanda? Like you you hire this person, you build them up, and then you take the you're like letting them go because and I so I manage, I manage um, everybody's minds around me because as I'm letting that person go, as I'm cleaning up my mistake, I'm, I'm in humility in a power play, a powerful place. Like, like I learned this and now I know what to do next. And so this person was awesome at this and they're not awesome at this. And I learned that. And that's why we did the trial period. And so now we move. And so I I'm staying in the present moment. I think there's a documentary on Michael Jordan I loved it. I I I watched it. it. I heard about it. And the part that that was articulated to me was that he has been expressed as being one of the only athletes that stayed in the present moment. So he was always in his power. And so that's kind of, that's kind of like articulated what I'm saying. Like I'm, I know that I'm going to get embarrassed. I know that I'm going to get hurt, but when that moment comes, that will be just the thing I'm dealing with in that moment. And it's usually one or two conversations and it's gone and we're on to the next. So it's not ever as bad as you ever think, right? What's bad, what causes pain is not playing full out. What causes pain is like, I'm kind of sort of in the relationship, but you know, like this conversation, like I never want to get married again. Like, what is, what does that, what does that say? I'm fearful. It actually is speaking. I'm fearful of getting hurt. Yeah. And that's okay. So why not just say I'm fearful of getting hurt? I'm open to getting married, but I, but I need some healing time. We put on these shields though. We put on these armors. We don't want people. We don't always lead with vulnerability. We don't want people to see the broken pieces of us because, and maybe we don't even realize the broken pieces yet. We don't even realize the healing that needs to be done. Totally. I'm coming out with a whole, I'm coming out with a whole book called blind spot. And it's really around that. It's like, you know, if we could get obsessed with our blind spots, we will actually like progress in life so much quicker. So my husband leaned over the other day in the car and put his hand on my lap and he go, I had gotten off the phone with one of my best friends. And, and I said, I said, Hey Carla, I'm just going to get off the phone. Cause I got about another 10 minutes with my husband and my son in the car. And I just want to at least be in their presence. And, and I got off the phone and he was like, he was so touched that I would rather be with him than talk to my friend on the phone. That's a blind spot for me. Like I like the gym he's building in our, in our, you know, garage, like buying him a set of weights as a surprise or like buying him like, like electric, an electric bike. Cause he really wants one. Like I'm th- like, that's how my mind thinks like, like a little bit bigger present or a little bit more like, like that's how my mind thinks like that would be more of a wow factor. And, and he loves all that, but like, he's never leaned over to me when I give a present like that, that I know he really wants. He's never leaned over and been like, you're like the best wife ever. But when I get off a phone call, that's a blind spot. So if I could do more moments, like even when I'm saying this, I'm having an aha moment. Like if I could do more moments like that with my husband, where I get off the phone, where I stop what I'm doing on the computer and I just look at him and I say, you know, I just want to stop and be present with you right now. And I articulate that. Then my husband is going to cherish me, give me everything I want. I mean, I have the relationship I want. doesn't matter how much other stuff I do for him that he should be appreciative. The blind spot is actually 
in that moment. Do you see what I'm saying? And we got them everywhere. I a hundred percent see what you're saying. And you know, I said, this will be around 20 minutes. You guys were approaching 27 minutes. So (laughs) we could talk about this all day long. Like I just think our conversations, every time I speak with you, they're powerful and they bring up deep stuff that I feel like not everyone talks about. Like, so thank you for just this conversation. So that third thing, did we talk about what that third thing was? Like I've talked about, what was that third tip that, that you said that number one was identifying um, on the omission. Number two is choosing to win that number three. What is that? Yeah. So, so number three, I'm going to, you and I both really much align on this. Okay. So we are, and I want your, I want this session to be really strong for, for, for being in, in the world that we currently live in. And Christy, we're going, we're going to be living in for the next couple of years. Right. So, um, you got, you got to have some level of, like leadership around the people around you um, and be outward focused. And what I mean by that is that you cannot just be in your own temper tantrum. Like there's, there's not, there's not enough space. Like you need to know who your neighbors are. You need to know who your community is, your immediate community, your friends, you need to be creating some sort of structure around you that you are connected with other people's challenges and like dedicate the next six months of your life to tracking how many people you help. And the reason why I think this is critically important right now is that we gain our meaning, our value, our confidence from helping other people. And many of us think we're much more generous than we are. And so if you're going to survive and then thrive, you're going to have to have, you, you're going to have to be optimized in a way that you are optimizing the relationships around you by taking care of people because you're going to need help. And you don't know where you're going to need help, but you're going to need help. And so it is an absolute ignorant way of living life right now if you just sit back and think that the world's going to keep looking the way it's going to look. So I don't know when this podcast is being released, but again, you know, I don't want to freak people out, but we are going into a depression. That's when people trade food right? Like that's when people trade food, not money. And so we are walking into that now. And we know we're walking into that. And every smart person like Robert Kiyosaki and John Mackey that owned Whole Foods and sold it to uh, Amazon is now at Amazon. We were just talking to him the other day. You know, like every smart person knows this. They're gearing up to buy a ton of real estate. They're gear like they're gear. They're not spending money in places. They're pulling it back so that they can spend money and buy everything on sale. Do you see what I'm saying? And so you better, no matter what your financial situation looks like, community is everything because in community, we stand in community. We help each other. So please, for God's sakes, just take a wall size, post it, put it up on your wall and write, who did I help today? Or how many people can I help in a month? And you be the person that organizes a block party. Like currently we're in COVID, you can do a social distancing one. We're doing that on our block. You know, I'm not having to lead it. Boomer does. On our, on our community. <laughs> but like, you know, every couple of weeks he's got a block party. And, you know, people are doing social distancing and they're, you know, they're barbecuing and they're having their wine across the street and they're talking, they're connecting and, and they're together. There's a sense of community. You see what I'm saying? And so if it's not happening on your block, create it. You know, if you live in an area that you don't have a neighborhood, then start a weekly zoom meeting 
with like even your family, your extended family, you know, get everybody so that they start coming together once a week, like find a way to create a system that there's a regular source of communication. And then that is counted every, every week that you do it, that's counted as giving because it's creating, it's creating people coming together. Then start like, look for how do I take that to the next level? How can I like ask people like what's going on in your life? why don't you set some sort of a generosity stream going on? Like how can we find ways that we hot seat everybody so that everybody's got, you know, 60 seconds to share what they could really use some help on. And then whoever can help jumps in and helps. And let's look to elevate each other's lives up because we are going to need each other. I don't know how, I don't know what's going to break in your life. I don't know what's going to break in my life, but we're going to need each other. So I, I really believe if you do that, you're going to come out the other end of this better than you are now. And you're going to have closer relationships. You're going to have a better life. You're going to be thriving. If you don't, I think you're going to have to, most of us, most of us, if we were to be really honest with ourselves, we don't talk to our friends enough. We don't contribute to our friends' lives enough. We don't contribute to our family's lives enough. And most of us, it's either our immediate family, our careers, our jobs, our clients, you know, that's where we spend most of our life. And that's a problem because that's a really small economy. I mean, I just think that you guys, if like, regardless of when you listen to this episode, if you're listening to it and it's still 2020 or you're picking it up and it's 2023 and our, our economy's on the rebound, like, I think this is some powerful, like, tips, whether you're influencing or experiencing a hard time or you're in a hard time or you're like, I'm feeling on the other side of the hard time. It's the hard times that create change. And what you have said today, like, I really think that you guys might even want to listen to this podcast again and really just absorb it. These tips that you have given everybody to influence your mind with positivity and how to be the change and how, you know, to be the leader and to be outwardly focused is, um, goes back to the core of how we were designed and what we what we are meant to do with a, as a purpose. And um, just thank you. Like this was just, I could talk to you all day long about this. I mean, this was just a very powerful conversation. I'm so glad. I hope it really well, helps. And unfortunately, um, you know, the top leadership people in the world know that only 10% of the people, maybe 12, take action on it. And I would just encourage whoever's listening right now that this is a time you want to be one of those 10 or 12%. That's a powerful way to end. So you guys be the 10 to 12%. Um, thank you so, so, so much for coming on here and having this conversation with me. Um, you know, I'm honestly, I think that um, I hate that we have to go through hard stuff, but I think my life has taught me the hard stuff is, is what refines us to where we're meant to be. And we're not in control and we're heading in the direction that um, we're not in control. And like you said, all these tips and all these things that we can take and apply back to our lives and our communities and our own families. Um, they're huge. So thank you again. You're welcome. All right. Bye everyone. We'll be back next week. You can find any links discussed in this podcast in the description below. If you like this episode, please leave us a review and hit the subscribe button. It helps us so much. You can listen on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. We are here weekly with brand new episodes. See you guys soon.